This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. We made it. We made it, boys. Full disclosure, this is the fourth time I'm starting this podcast. First three were 100% my fault. Kept tripping up, accidentally hit some things on the keyboard, whatever. Wife just came in. She thought I took her phone. She thought I was playing a practical joke on her by the old classic practical joke. Steal the other person's phone. No, I didn't see your phone. It fell in between the couch. She has since found it. We're wrong. We're I'm not. We're I'm not stopping. Right? I'm not stopping. The way I the way I record it now is such a pain in the ass to edit because I do not record straight to a uh, software. You guys don't need to know that. Anyway, welcome to MMA Takes Podcast. I'm your host Brian Petrie. It's your first time listening. Welcome. Um, but we made it. We made it through the shitty card. I mean. Next week's card's not like blockbustery, right? But it looks amazing. But we made it through, and uh, you know we got some fights coming up all of June, all of July. I think the only weekend we have off is July fourth. Maybe there's gonna be three fights in one week in July. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's a perfect time, but it's also a perfect time for me to take a break. I took a break last week. Really wasn't on Twitter. I was busy for the most part, but it was my daughter's third birthday, and it was important for me to be really present during the festivities and everything so maybe that's why i think the card was so bad i ended up watching it of course i did because i mean the party started too everyone was gone by like five or six so i was i was right there watching the card but uh it was really important for me to be present that's why i didn't put out a video i wasn't gonna do a pick them anyway i was gonna do like a little video pick thing uh because i got a new camera hey 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 new camera but I, I you know i i got caught up uh with everything we had to do around the house and then i just again i didn't want to um Spend all day, the night before, the day of, morning of, whatever, editing video because I'm I'm not very good at it. I'm uh, I'm quite slow, um, so I, I I decided not to. I release my picks. I have my picks here. We'll go over that. But I just feel felt very fulfilled this weekend. It was a very good weekend to celebrate my beautiful daughter turning three. Um, and then uh, I use my camera. I got my camera Wednesday, which is an incredible thing. I can go on on and on about that, but. I filmed it to do a gender review. I put it on the on the Twitter sometime this week. So if you haven't seen that, go look. We're having a little baby girl. I cannot wait. Uh, and I'm done, boys. Okay, I'm getting snip, zap, zip, zap, boom. Cut, cut the fucking. Not, don't cut it off, but cut whatever you got to cut, and then let's move. And everyone's like, "What? Well, don't you want to try for a boy? No, fuck no. Try for a boy. I'm happy with my girls. I want." I, I, I lean girl, right? Like a boy, I, I explained on the podcast with my insecurities and all that shit, but I really wanted a girl. I really wanted Winnie to get raised by sisters. I also know my wife really wanted a girl. She wanted Winnie to have sisters and uh, her opinion and what she wants trumps what I want. And it's not me just saying that like, oh, wife gets whatever you want. Like truly like her happiness is more important than my happiness to me, right? Like I want her happy over I'm happy. I'll be a little miserable if she's happy. But the good news is, is that even she wanted the girl that made me want the girl as well. So there's no miserable anything. It's me being a girl dad and absolutely loving it. It's, it's awesome. But we had the, we had the family over this weekend. So all week was just painting and cleaning and yard work. And uh, it was, it was, I mean, I was out for four hours doing yard work Friday, got off work, slammed food, went out and did yard work for four fucking hours. It takes me 20 minutes to cut my yard. I was out there cutting grass because, you know, all the, the uncles and the fucking father-in-laws are going to be like, hmm, grass looks a little long. You know what I mean? 
So I had to make, I didn't even think I needed to cut it. I would have never cut it if we had had no people over. It was not long, but I cut it. Then you're spraying weeds, you're pulling weeds, you're cleaning up dog shit. Uh, you're cleaning off the back deck. Um, you're fucking pulling weeds in the front, pulling weeds in the back, throwing everything away. We, uh, we bought this like little Island for the kitchen. So we had to rip out some cabinets. I had to cut those up, bust those up, throw them in the trash, spray for ants. This house was built on a fucking ant hill. I don't know what it is. Put on ant traps, spray the entire house full of ants. Um, just so, cause there's gonna be a lot of food out. I didn't want fucking an ant to freak out, you know, an ant, a U N T to freak out. Cause ants were coming in the house. That was not, I did not mean to pun that, but that's the way it shaped out. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was awesome. So it was, it was a really good time. I enjoyed it thoroughly. We didn't have a ton of people over here. You know, I'm, I have really two really, really close friends, three really, but the third one lives in New York. So, um, obviously he's not going to come in for a three-year-old's birthday party, but my one buddy couldn't come because, uh, he, his niece's, uh, birthday was here, but Austin, who's a friend of the podcast who I love him. He's, uh. I mean, I don't know if we do if we do god godparents or not. I don't think we do that. Or I don't know. I don't know. I'm not religious, but I, I think Erica says whatever her religion is, like whatever her family, whatever they don't do godparents. But you know, if we do, Austin's Austin's the god godfather of uh, Winnie, without a doubt. He brought his new lady over here. She was fantastic. She was very nice. He's the first time he's had a girlfriend in a while. So just want the guy happy. Okay, just want the guy happy. For a while there, I didn't. I told him I didn't care if it was a girl or a guy. Just be happy, buddy. But no, he brought his new girlfriend over, and she was uh, she was very nice, and we had a good time, and uh, yeah, everything was great. It's always so fun having in laws over because not in laws, just family over that you don't see. So Winnie's big gift was this little mini pink twelve uh, volt battery Porsche, right? A one seater, and you control it with a remote control. The parent does, right? And she can turn it, and I think there is a pedal in there, um, but. That was the grand finale. We all went down in the garage. I was busting shit up, cleaning the garage up as best as I could. And uh, so we all went down in the garage. And it was so funny. The parents go, oh, cool. And then they start looking around. And they start seeing my water bag. Right? I had to have a water bag. Shout out Aqua Training Bag. Shaped like a human torso. You've seen it if you if you watch the videos. MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. Go check it out. And so all the guys are seeing that. They're like, huh. And then I got a double end bag. And I got boxing gloves everywhere. And they're like, oh, shit. Okay, so we take Winnie out, right? You know, me and my wife and the, and the other little kids are running around. You know, they want to turn in the car, and we're running out. And all of a sudden, I turn around, and all the fucking dads, and and then, and then a little girl were just hammering their water bag. They're throwing gloves on. Everyone's taking a turn. It's it's one of the funniest things in the world, just watching someone like really punch. Like you know, these people don't. They, they, I mean, some of these guys probably haven't thrown a punch in what. 10 years, let alone, I mean, when, when did they come across a heavy bag? So it's really funny watching them get their anger on a heavy bag because it's just all power, no technique, a couple of thrown kicks, which was a yeesh. Um, but no, it was all in good fun. So we had, I had an amazing time. And then Sunday was actually Winnie's birthday and uh, took her out for lunch and then uh, went to the red store. She picked out the pick out any toy she wanted. She, had a bu- she got a bunch of cash and uh, she picked out a black Barbie, yoga Barbie. Well, you know, that's that's what she wanted. It, it, a couple weeks ago, she wanted a black Barbie in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? My daughter doesn't see color. I'm very proud of her. She doesn't care about, about color. You know, she doesn't want a white Barbie. She wants a black Barbie that does yoga. So that's what she got. That's what she wanted. And we and my wife was like, well, what about this? Because my wife's picking stuff out that she thought 
that she would pick out as is when she was a little girl. And uh, my daughter's like, no, this is what I want. Like it's one of the first things she saw. We went through like five aisles and she never let go of that Barbie. So I told my wife, I was like, that's the one she wants. Let her fucking have it. Um, before we jump into all the fights, I mean, fight related, I'm going to keep this short and sweet just because the card wasn't great. We'll go over some things. And then I got like a couple more notes here. Um, but got the new camera, the Sony ZV one, it is amazing. So basically, I had a camera and I traded in, not traded in, excuse me, returned it, got my money back. This camera was a pre-order. And usually, usually Brian, me, usually I fuck up. So I went through this one company. I'm not going to name their name because I do like them and I don't want to give them bad pub. But basically, um, I go through Sweetwater. I love Sweetwater. Sweetwater doesn't sell uh, video equipment, which is a shame. But if I ever pre-order anything there, they can tell me via the pre-order and how many they're getting in if I'm going to get a shipment in or whatever. So I pre-order this one company. I email them and say, hey, uh, do you know if I'm getting this on launch day, if, if this is going to ship on the day it comes out? Guy emails me back, no idea. I don't know. But zero help, zero help. So I canceled with him and I ordered through Best Buy. And I have a credit card with Best Buy. I like Best Buy. Um, I know they're a big box chain. I usually like to support small business. But when I order through Best Buy, they actually sent me an email and said, You'll get the camera on the day it comes out. You'll get the you'll get it on the eleventh. And I went okay. So that was Thursday, right? I, I think I might have said Wednesday. So Thursday um, is when I got it. And I work at UPS. They ship UPS. I got it at work. Didn't have to wait all day to get it delivered. Um, and that was the first time I've ever really made the good mistake. I canceled or a good thing. I canceled from the one I pre-ordered, went with Best Buy. Typically in Brian fashion, I would the camera would have got lost, got destroyed, whatever. The other company that I pre-ordered with, they didn't get all their pre-orders out, so I probably wouldn't have gotten it. Um, it's an awesome little thing. My biggest thing with the old camera, and even though it wasn't big at all, it was bigger than this. This is this, this whole thing is centered around video and blogging and real quick shots and all that is I, I filmed the entire party Saturday and I could fit it in my pocket. I have like this little grip with it that all fit in my pocket. And it was, uh, you just take the screen out and start fucking recording. So I got a lot of good stuff. I'm going to edit that up for Winnie's birthday. I won't put that on YouTube. You guys aren't going to care about a three-year-old's birthday, but, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. There's gonna be more video content coming. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, uh, exactly if I want to do, if I want to film entire podcast, if I just want to do sections of it, but uh, more video content will be coming. I, I really want to get that the YouTube up and may, maybe I'll vlog. I don't know what I'm doing if I'm vlogging or whatever. I don't really live that interesting of a life. But maybe, you know, if, if I do something, I'll do it. And then obviously I, I've been wanting to get back in the garage and do some stupid ass boxing videos again because uh, people seem to like those. Like guys at work and people I know will always comment on that video like, oh, you're such a, yeah, you're a funny guy, man. You're a funny guy. So, so that's that. And then um, let's go. Let's get into the card. So that's it. Personally, I love my daughter. Happy third birthday, Winnie. You're amazing. Okay. So this card on paper stunk. It wasn't as bad as like on paper, right? So I went seven and three on my picks. Not too bad. Um, I hit an, uh, did I hit an underdog? Uh, I don't think I hit an underdog. No, no, I did not. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. I did not hit another. Oh, well. Um, so, like, a lot of fights ended quickly. So, you, we'll dive into it. Anthony Ivey versus Christian Aguilera. I had Ivey. Aguilera has been finished before. This was my send him home. Um, Christian Aguilera has really clean boxing. But, you know, um, he looked really good. He looked powerful. He looked big in there. He, he cracked Ivey with something. 
kind of it was weird because it like kind of like froze Ivy. Like it wasn't like it hurt him. Like it could have broke his nose or his eye socket or something. And he just kind of froze up, and then Aguilera doesn't load it on him. It was under a minute, I believe, the finish happened. Christian Aguilera took this fight on short notice. I love when guys risk it. They put their fucking nuts on the table. Aguilera, I believe, fought in Bellator quite a bit. I know Anthony Lynn did, or Anthony Ivy, not Anthony Lynn, excuse me. Um, and Aguilera has had some losses in Bellator, and, and you know, he's you know, he's 13 and 5 or 13 and 6. I mean, that's not a crazy great record. UFC usually doesn't take chances on guys like that. But he got a shot and he went out and he showed out and, and, and he was very emotional and uh big win for him. Proud of him. That was that was an awesome fight. He was a plus 155 underdog, missed that big time. But uh he looked fantastic. Next up, Tyson Nam versus Zaru Asharov. I took the underdog here. He's my lock. He's a kickboxing guy. Great kickboxer for glory. I thought he was just gonna, you know, kick uh fucking piece up Nam. Nam is got outstruck by Kai Carl France, he got outstruck by Sergio Pettis. Um, he has big power, but he's not like, um, not a point fighter. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to win decisions that way. He's going to put you out. Or he's going to lose the decision. He's going to fall behind. And I thought, I figured he'd fall behind, but he fucking slept Zarua. Uh, that's how you say his name. I, I can't, I, I don't remember how they pronounce it in the broadcast, but Tyson Nam looked good, looked big, looked powerful, basically saved his job there. You know, that would have been a three fight win streak. If he lost big right hand, slept this kid, this kid took the fight again on like two, two days, three days notice, whatever it was kind of chubby. Um, you know, so you got to give respect to him. Hopefully he gets another shot in the UFC. Uh, but Tyson Nam with a, with a big, big time knockout slept him again under a minute. Julia Avia versus Gina Mazzani, uh, Mazzani, another under a minute here. Avia was a huge favorite. I had, I, I picked Avia, by the way, I got the first two fights wrong. I had Mazzani circled here as, as a possible interesting play as an, uh, as an underdog. She was a plus, um, four twenty five. I think she's a solid, solid fighter. She just got caught, got finished. It is what it is. But uh, I'm, I didn't, I didn't bet any of these fights, which is good. But I had her circled here. I picked Alvia. You shouldn't bet a minus six fifty, especially when it comes to a women's MMA. That's crazy. But she did look, she did look like a beast. She looked out there and she took care of business. Caught Mazzini, who is a tough girl, early and and then just finished. Next up, Charles Rosa. This is a little out of whack. I think Morab was next, but you know this is the card that I filled out before they changed everything. So. Uh, bear with me. Charles Rosa versus Kevin Aguilar. I knew if you go back and listen to a podcast where Kevin Aguilar fought, I called this guy a fraud. I just wasn't into him. He's got a padded record. He came from the contender series. And I'm just like, this is, guy's just not that good. But he's getting these wins, right? And he got sl- he was on a two-fight skid. He got slept his last time out. He lost the decision. And he lost another one to Rosa. It was a very close fight. Rosa needed this fight after getting embarrassed like five weeks ago by Bryce Mitchell. Big big time, uh, you know. He needed this. He needed this fight um, without a without question. What happens, to Aguilar? He's a huge favorite here, minus one ninety. I picked him. I picked Chalk. Rosa won at a plus one fifty five. You pick Rosa on that. That's great. I couldn't pick Rosa on the simple fact of how bad he looked against Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell's that good on the ground. I understand that, but this was primarily in the striking. I, I know Rosa got caught like a headbutt. He got cut. It was. Kind of a sloppier fight on the feet. Aguilar didn't pull the trigger. Rosa is not known for, you know, his stand-up. It was a little bit sloppy. Uh, I didn't enjoy it all that much. But, yeah, Rosa Rosa got the one out. All right, next up, Marina Acapulva versus Hannah Cyphers. Mar- uh, Mariah, Mariah, I don't know how to pronounce her name. i tell you what, not an attractive girl, right? She's from Ubekistan or whatever, some crazy stand. She's from one of those stand countries. But her swag, and I remember her fighting Tracy Cortez on the uh, contender series because Cortez is... 
Oh, excuse me, I was daydreaming for a second there. Whoa, Tracy Cortez is very, very beautiful. But this girl is is a killer. She had to work on a lot of things in that Cortez fight. She said she stayed in America. She came out fucking blitzkrieg Hannah Cyphers, who is, you know, Hannah Cyphers isn't great. Let's just put it that way. But she is a striker. She likes to stand up, and Maria just fucking destroyed her. Got to win in there. I think she choked her out. Um, hurt her on the feet, hurt her with, dropped her with a kick. It was a great performance. Um, I believe this was a UFC debut from the contender series. She didn't get a contract. She lost to Cortez. So I think this was a UFC debut. She looked, uh, she looked amazing. She was a big favorite though, which is surprising because she has a good record, but, uh, yeah, she, um, she looked good. This, this is a girl who's got some energy. A lot of people, American top team have a lot of good things to say about her. And, uh, I can't wait to see more. You know, we need more female talent in in the UFC and on all divisions. And uh, I'm interested in see what um what what she's got. All right, Jordan Espinosa versus Mark De La Rosa. This fight was okay. Mark De La Rosa switched camps up a little bit. I believe he was calling Oyama, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, Espinosa though needed needed this win. He's he's a good prospect. He got choked out by Alex Perez last time out. He, he hasn't looked dominant in the UFC as, as I thought he would. He had a couple chances on the contender series. Finally got in the UFC, and I want to see him do a little more with with what he's got. And, he, and he's finally uh, making making big on that. Um, but uh, not you know nothing a performance that you you want to fucking remember or you wouldn't write home about whatever. Espinosa got the win. I did pick Espinosa. I did pick Mariah. I got all those fights wrong. I did pick Kevin Ag- Kevin Aguilar, which I feel like a fucking fool. All right, so now we're getting into the media media of the good fight. So Philly versus Jordan to me was the by far the best fight of the night. Um, Jordan's a really crafty guy. He's had a fucking hell of a schedule, hell of a schedule so far in his UFC career. I mean, this dude. I mean, he has fought, right? So his record's not great in the UFC because he has fought fucking beasts. He's fought monsters. So he's got Andre Philly, who is a, is a solid, as solid 145er as you can get. Dohoi Choi, the Korean Super Warrior, he knocked out. And then Des Green, the decision. So he's lost two decisions and, and he knocked out Dohoi Choi. He's literally one and two in the UFC, but I'm telling you, this kid's got special talent. Um, I don't know if he's undersized or what it is, but I think he needs to... He trains with Frost. He comes with a good camp. There's just something missing right now with him. And and he's a young fighter and he's going to figure that out. He has good striking. I just, I don't know if it's, you know, he dropped Philly in that first round where, you know, he tried to finish him. He obviously has some kind of power because Philly is, is, is a decently chin guy. Um, So dropping Philly uh, is a good feather in your cap, but there's just something, there's one intangible that he doesn't have right now that I think if he gets it, I think he's going to be a problem. That was a fight of the night. By far, great fight. I love that fight. Very technical. Paul Felder was all over it. Philly was was take was blocking those kicks. His arm basically went dead. He had like a dead arm. Luckily, it's not broken. Philly looked, uh, you know, battle back. Lost that first round. Won the next two. It was a split decision. I had Philly winning two to one without question. I had him winning 29-28 on my card. I thought he he was winning that first round until he got caught. Um, he countered really well with a really with a high kick, which I thought was beautiful. Philly threw that so fast, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a good fight. Philly versus Ryan Hall. Someone said that on Twitter. That stuck with me. I think that's interesting. Philly's got a good enough name. He's got a good enough fight in the UFC that I think Ryan Hall could take that fight. That might be an interesting fight for him. Ryan Hall at this point might be expecting like some big, big name. I don't know if he's going to get that. So we'll see how that plays out. But uh, that was an awesome fight. Then we had a... Uh, then we had... Okay, so yeah, this the main car is all fucked up. All right, so we have Marav versus Gustavo. I know that that happened earlier tonight, but Gustavo Lopez guy took this fight on a couple days' notice. He's a champion at, at Combates, I believe. 
um, at former champion or whatever. The guy looked a little pudgy, looked a little out of shape. You know, he took this fight on how many days loads against a guy that no one wants to fight, Marab, who's cardio's a freak. He's going to take you down. He broke his own takedown record. Gustavo looked great. He showed really, really good poison there. Could have easily got finished. He didn't. Marab's a killer. Marab went for the finish. He did like kind of weird neck crank. He was landing some good shots. Gustavo cracked Marab a few times. Um, so I'm very impressed with Gustavo taking down a short notice. That's a lot of heart. That's a lot of courage. Props to Gustavo Lopez, a guy I didn't know much about. Now I'm going to kind of keep an eye on maybe on a full training camp. Um, you know, he looked really pudgy and he went three rounds. But Rob, on the other hand, this guy's a beast, right? This guy is is, is going to be a tough matchup for fucking anybody. A lot of people. He called out Sugar Sean, my guy, Sugar Show. Um, that's a tough fight. Okay, I'll be honest with you. That's a tough fight for Sugar Sean. Listen, Marab is 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 a killer with the grappling. Sugar is is a great great stand up guy. I mean, there's no no comparison. It's a classic grappler for stand up. But you know, we haven't seen Sean get pushed yet with that pace, and Marab's the one to push it. Everyone on Twitter, the guy who said that on Twitter after Marab called him out was like, "They'll never make that fight," and it's probably true. They'll probably never make that fight. I think both guys are going to be ranked. I think Sugar is ranked now. Yeah, Marab needs to be ranked. I know he just beat a guy on a couple days notice, but this is like three or four in a row. He's looked fantastic. No one wants to fight this guy. He's got a big win over Casey Kenny's last time out, which was which is a really good win. Um, the sky's the limit for Marab, right? I think the only thing he needs to work on, I think to really kind of put him over the hump because he seems like a great guy, great energy. Um, I love his story. I love who he trains with. I, I really like the guy. To get him over that next hump, I think he really needs to maybe work on some finishing. I think submissions, if he really gets in the lab with Sarah and starts working on some shit, uh, I think that he could be a problem. Stand-up's coming a long way, too. He took this fight on short notice, too. Let's not forget that. I mean, he was basically out there with Al, getting Al ready, and they're like, hey, we got to fight. You want to? We got to fill some fights. You want to fight? And Marab's like, shit, I'll take a paycheck. Um, he, But I think he should be ranked. I know, again, it was... A bullshit win a little bit over a guy debuting, you know, probably a weight class above him and, and on a couple of days notice. But yeah, Rob's a fucking freak. Uh, Marvin Tory versus Carl Robinson, a fight that I was looking forward to a lot. Uh, you know, listen, I mean, Robinson is 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 an okay guy. He missed weight by like five pounds. Marvin Tory's good. Listen, he's good. That's it. He doesn't he doesn't blow me away with anything. His striking is very rudimentary. He has a good chin. His cardio is no one's gonna out cardio him. You know, his wrestling's good. He won by submission. Um, or did he TKO him? What did he win by? Rear naked choke. Yeah, he, he almost TKO'd him. Uh, but Dan Margliotta was was fucking letting that go. Um, yeah, he doesn't blow me away. I think he's very, very good. And I think he's gonna be one of those guys that's gonna be kind of like at 85. You're gonna have all these guys like you're about a son, you're gonna have Whitaker, you're gonna have Till, you're gonna have all these really exciting personality guys, and everyone's like, Oh fuck, we got Marvin Matori too. Like he's kind of like a guy that like people forget about that he's he's really fucking good and he's not the most exciting guy in the world. Doesn't have crazy amount of finishes. I mean, I know he just finished this weekend, but you know, he's getting better. He is fairly young. He's 15 and 3, good record. He's already fought the champ to a split decision. The only fight where Adesanya, besides Gaslam, he looked pretty human in. Um, yeah, so I mean, keep an eye on this guy, but again, I, I just I don't see the fan base there. I know he's from Italy. There are not many fighters from Italy. I can only really name like another one, Alessa Sakara, who fucking did nothing. The guy had a, you know, no chin on him. So Marvin Torrey, though, uh, you know, the, the sky could be the limit for this guy. He could get a whole country back in him. I don't know. Uh, main event, I fell asleep during the main event. My main event was was Marvin Carl. Uh, I watched one round of Cynthia, Cynthia and Jessica. I um, 
according to all the highlights and everything, Cynthia, it was a fairly close fight, fairly back and forth, fairly even. Cynthia won the unanimous decision. Five-round main event-ish. Uh, just guy stinks. Just feed Calvillo, Valentina, and let's get it over with, right? Um, that's it. That's it. My underdog lock of the night was Karua. He lost. My lock of the night was Marvin. He won. My sent him home was uh, Ivy. Um, got that fight wrong because I, I had the wrong sent him home. I thought Ivy was going to finish uh, Aguilera. But back to normal this week. I'm going to probably pump out some videos, like I said, and then um, we're going to do the uh, bu We're going to do the um, whatchamacallit. Uh, Pick'ems. Pick'ems for this weekend. There's a good good fight. Blades versus uh, whatchamacallit. Blaze. Why do you keep saying whatchamacallit? Blaze versus Volkov. It's a good card. There's a, some really good young talent I want to talk about uh, on the podcast next. Maybe maybe something else during the week. All right. So I'm late to the I'm late to the news story here. I do not watch much ESPN. I like Max Kellerman because he he's always has supported um, the UFC. So this guy who I don't know his name replaced Stephen A. Smith on the interview with Dana. And he went after Dana with some really important questions. And Dana kind of floundered just a little bit. Maybe it was unex- unexpected. And I want to play that clip for you right here. I have it queued up. Here we go. The point I'm making is, I, all right, I'm, uh, the leverage is different. So, like, uh, saying that they just signed contracts doesn't speak to the leverage that they have in negotiation. Just because they signed contracts doesn't necessarily mean that the contracts are fair. I'm not informed enough to know whether contracts are fair or not, but I understand that when there's a track record of a number of athletes over a, a period of time having an issue with someone or a, a company, then that seems like a, a, a group that needs union, unionization in order to have the leverage to get the things that they want. I know Molly has a question for you, but I, that wasn't a question. I was just kind of making a oh, point. Oh, no, no. I, I, I want you again. Whew. So I, I I think I saw this was going kind of going viral on Twitter. You know, everyone loves to shit on Danny, the MMA media and stuff like that. I'm a Danny guy. I like Dana. I know it's crazy. But whoever that gentleman's name is, I don't know why it's escaping me right now. Um, I think his last name is Stallworth, maybe. I don't know. Great question. Froze Dana up. Dana did not answer it. Um, it is, it's a weird time in MMA right now. You got these big, big stars wanting big, big money and they're, they're willing to sit out. Connor's a little different. Connor, they're trying to tell Con- like, I think the Connor thing is he's retiring. He's trying to do all that shit, which I hate. He should just come out and say, listen, this is fucked up. I want to fight. Let me fight, you know, quit the retiring shit. But anyway, um, Masvidal thinks he wants, wants money. And, and a lot of people kind of predicted this. A lot of people kind of predicted, uh, Masvidal was gonna was gonna maybe price himself out of the rematch just because he maybe possibly didn't want to fight Usman. Now there's reports and rumors that he might be fighting Colby. Um, he'll fight by the end of the year. They'll iron this out. Trust me. They'll he'll they'll get they'll get that sorted. Um, again, I I told my stance on the last podcast. I thought Masvidal should have risked it. If you think you're gonna fucking beat Usman, go out, get it done. Then you're champion. Then you have all the leverage, right? And then you got a guy like Conor McGregor who has all the leverage in the world. The biggest star in the UFC. I think the UFC is not wanting to use him because they're like, we, we're missing that live gate. We're missing the merch. We're missing all these things. Yeah, we're going to make a lot of money on pay-per-view. We're going to make a lot of money on this, but we're not getting the, the 100% of what we want. And so Conor's kind of stuck in that position where he wanted to fight Gaethje for the interim. Um, or fight Tony, or or no, he wants to, he wants to fight Gaethje now. But f- don't wait, have Gaethje wait for Khabib in September. He wanted to fight Gaethje sometime this summer um, after Gaethje beat Tony, and then Dana said, "Well, Connor could have stepped in and fought Tony for it, whatever." Um, but Connor, they're holding Connor out because they're missing that payday. It's kind of like the MLB right now. Like the MLB, 
they're going to have a season because the owners aren't going to take that. They get so much money during the playoffs and they're trying to prorate these players. I know it's like, oh, millionaires arguing with millionaires or billionaires arguing with millionaires or whatever they're saying. Yeah, but also it's like the billionaires should be paying, you know, should be getting hurt a little more than the players should be. You know what I mean? Like the billionaires aren't doing anything besides fronting things. The players are actually going out there and playing. I don't know, but there's there's a lot of everyone is fighting and arguing with money. Uh, the NBA did it many years ago and they, they came with a deal. The MLB is doing it now. That's why strikes happen. The NHL had a strike not too long ago. UFC, they're not unionized, so there can't be a strike, but we're seeing these fighters sit out. Like John Jones is like, I'm, I'm going to sit out. I'm not going to whatever. Um, the John Jones thing, I think is a little weird just because everything he's went through, but I think these guys will get to iron out. I think once crowd comes back, I think that's a big thing. And another thing about Dana that people forget Dana is the promoter, right? Dana obviously is in charge and he has a lot of say over what happens in his company, but he also doesn't get to dictate who gets paid what. That's just that's just a fact. When Vertita was there, the Vertitas did that. The Vertitas did the money. Dana promoted and was part of the conversation, but he's not the one dictating who gets paid what. Sorry to burst your bubble. That's just not happening. Now with WMG or whoever owns them, Endeavor, whatever, Ari Gold, Ari Shafir, whatever the fuck his name is, um, Ari Emanuel, I think his actually name is Shafir is a comedian. Um, he's making the deals. You know what I mean? He's like power agent, right? He's the one probably cutting these deals and they're in crazy amount of debt. So asking for money at a time like this is not going to be a good idea when the UFC is not making as much money as they, they want. And the, their company that owns them is in billions of dollars of debt. So, um, not the greatest time to be, uh, asking about it. And a lot of fighters are coming out now, like gray Maynard, Mike Pierce. There's one other one. I can't remember. Um, there's a complaining about how much money they make throughout the career. They're complaining about Joe Silva. They said Joe Silva was the fucking absolute worst. They called him like a hobbit troll, whatever. I've heard stories even before all this happened years ago with how terrible Joe Silva was. Um, like if you turned on a fight, he'd cuss you out. He'd fucking lay into you if you weren't in shape or whatever. He was an angry, angry fucking guy. There's a reason he retired very early to me on a job. That's not that stressful. Like you kidding me? Like my dream job might be UFC matchmaker. If I got to sit in a room and I know, I know it's a lot harder than what it probably seems, but I'd figure it the fuck out, especially with whatever paycheck he was making. The reason I think he retired early is because he was such a fucking crazy person that either he was going to get forced out or when the new company came in, they weren't going to deal with that shit. So McMahon and Sean Selby are, were not talked about at all. Apparently those guys are respected by the fighters, but yeah, Joe Silva was getting buried by Graham Maynard. Again, a lot of these ex fighters are complaining about money and everything like that. Again, it's one of those things where like you signed the contract, you know what I mean? Like Graham Maynard, you fought for a long time. If you didn't like what you're getting paid, why'd you keep fighting? There's other things to do out there, dude. You know, where I work is always hiring. You know what I mean? Like you work your whole life for this thing. And then, you know, like, you know, and I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying what happened to you was fair by the UFC. I'm just saying, like, if you're that unhappy in the middle of it, why don't you just get out and say, I'm going to go do something else. A lot of fighters have done that before. Um, if you think that's your only option or you think you're trapped or think you have you contract wise, I really don't think the UFC is going to sue you for retiring or whatever. You know what I mean? Retire, go do your own thing. You can't fight anywhere else because you're under contract or fight out your contract and then go test free agency if you don't want to deal with the USC. The problem is, is there's not enough um, money to be going around. And it's weird that back then there wasn't enough money to go around. But it's also weird that this is only a UFC problem. 
I, you know, I really want to see what Bellator fighters are getting paid. Bellator seems to be kind of quiet right now. They're not putting on fights. Fighters are not getting paid right now. Um, I know they're owned by like Viacom. They're owned by a giant corporation. But I believe some some of the pay, uh, fucking disclosed pay on on Bellator isn't really all that great. Now I know you're comparing, you know, UFC number one program to you know, a, a, to me, almost a minor league B level team. In Bellator, I mean, I know they're technically the number two, two promotion in the world, but I don't love their talent, um, so they shouldn't be getting paid as much. But I also think they should actually be getting put in question because a lot of their fighters aren't getting paid. A lot of their fighters aren't getting tested by USADA. They're just doing the regular test. You can juice over there, and there's no problem. Scott Coker, I feel like, encourages juicing. Uh, and then you got fucking the fact that you know maybe some of the big stars are getting paid, and maybe they're not. Um, that's a question that needs to be answered that I don't think a lot of people are bringing up because they're trying to take down the man in the UFC. So maybe let's, uh, let, let's deep dive into that. Huh? But you're probably not going to get clicks for that. If you're a media member, you want the clicks. All right. The last thing I want to end with, I just finished it. The Gaethje, Trevor Whitman, Joe Rogan interview. Awesome stuff. Um, I geeked out during the gear interview cause I felt like that forever. Trevor Whitman has Onyx sports with custom made stuff for MMA, which is just unbelievable. Um, I've been thinking that for a while when I train, I couldn't believe pro fighters are taking gloves off the shelves. You know what I mean? Like there's a shelf full of just used gloves that anybody can have and you're a professional fighter and you don't own boxing gloves and you're taking these ones that have no padding off the shelf. It, it blew my mind, right? Like I, I, when I trained, I had two pairs. I had a bag glove, I had sparring gloves and I remember sparring with a guy and, and he actually owned these pair. He might have stole them off the shelf. He wasn't a pro fighter. He was like 4-0 as an amateur, 5-0 as an amateur. He came from he came from Muay Thai. Good stand-up. Him and I had some pretty good, pretty good sparring. Um, he had these gloves that were literally the knuckles were gone, right? And I have thick elephant skin. I've never been, I've never bled before. I've never been cut. Um, rarely, I mean, I've had like a nosebleed once or twice in my life by just getting hit in the face with baseball. I used to get my lips cut up when I had braces, uh, just because, you know, the fucking braces would cut me, but I, I don't bleed a lot. I'm just the point of the story. So I'm sparring with this guy. We're going light, right? It's like 30%, whatever. And he, he jabs me and my lip starts bleeding and I get kind of mad. We finished the round. I look at him. I was like, dude, you got to fucking get new gloves. Like I, I, I did, I had only been there a couple months. I didn't want to, you know, I knew this guy a little bit, but I didn't want to fucking make a big deal of it. You got to get new gloves. You're going to fucking hurt people, dude. I don't like my fucking lips gushing blood. So we kind of get a little bit of an argument, nothing like crazy. And then I go, okay, well, next round, let me wear your gloves. You wear mine. So we switch gloves. What happens within the first fucking minute of the round is fucking eyes cut open. I fucking hit him with a left hook and slice his eye open because it's fucking bare knuckle, basically. So eventually I gave the guy, I felt bad. So I gave the guy a pair of my gloves. I was like, fuck it. I was going to get another pair of gloves. Anyway, um, that's the, that's what, that's what fucking Whitman was talking about. He has his, um, technology. He has his Onyx sports. They're all selling out where you can't get your holes on hands on them, but he was explaining the Rogan. We knew new UFC gloves. Dana loves them, but you know, it's a really good listen. And then the one thing that I want to bring up, um, Gaethje, great mental. I love the way he is. I'm really excited about the, uh, Khabib fight. He said that when he wrestled, he's a really good defensive wrestler. He wasn't the best offensive wrestler. So that's why he doesn't really wrestle in MMA. Um, so I, I'm, I mean, he, you better be a fucking good defensive wrestler if you're fighting Khabib because Khabib's gonna fucking come at you. He's coming at you. Um, I really like the way Gaethje carried himself, though. I'm really excited for that fight. And he talked about how he has like maybe the the, the densest bones in the UFC. They do a scan, 
And uh, there's a friend of mine that listens to this podcast that uh, I maybe I'm a thick boy. And I said, I think I got dense bones. And he yelled at me and said he doesn't. So I am going to get my body scanned and I'm going to see how dense my bones are. Um, I don't care how much it costs. It's going to happen. Uh, and I'm going to be on the same level as Justin Gaethje. So I want to bring that up. But if you are a Rogan fan or a Justin Gaethje, Trevor Whitman fan, go listen to that. That's an awesome podcast. They go on about the Tony fight. They go on about, they spend like maybe 45 minutes to an hour on the glove situation with the UFC, which is awesome. And then a little bit about uh, Gaethje and uh, Khabib and how Gaethje kind of already knows how Khabib's going to fight him. So it's awesome. All right. That's it. That's the show. We'll wrap up. I went a little longer than I wanted um, this week. Hopefully a video will be out. I know I say that all the time. I really, really want to do it. There's some really good fights this weekend, so I do want to talk about those. There will definitely be a pick em. I will definitely be gambling this weekend. We're back, baby. Let's go. I'll talk to you guys later this week. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.